bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing well, as usual. And it's going to be another interesting weekend. We got, well... We do have snow, but it's going away. All that sun is hitting it, and it's melting like crazy. Now all we need to do is get the temp up so we could expedite the process, if you know what I mean, wherever you're living. You guys in California on the West Coast? Well, just, you know, I I lived there for a long time, so yeah, you just sort of got to imagine it. Anyway, I have no games planned, Sunday game planned. That's about it. So today, I want to talk about level advancement. Level advancement for NPCs and other things like that. So let's talk about that after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Level advancement for NPCs, monsters, etc. Something I really don't think about, which I probably should, because seeing as I play a lot of things on the fly, I have been known in session to tweak some stuff on monsters and other people, other things, other NPCs. I figure if the characters are going to get harder, the, the monsters should get harder. Now, yes... As they go up in levels, they face bigger and bigger challenges. And it is up to you, Mr. Game Master, to figure out what those bigger challenges are. I mean, you can always throw... My solution is, if you do not have a bigger monster to fight, or if you're just trying to get to that point where they have the bigger monster, just take what they're fighting and throw more of them at them. They took out five skeletons? All right, throw ten. They took out 12 zombies, throw 15, that kind of thing. But that's solely like a Band-Aid. That's kind of a, you know, you're treading water at that point. You know, you're going to have to come up with something better. So you can always upgrade the monsters. You can always upgrade. If you have NPCs that have, you know, full write-ups, look at those write-ups after about five player character levels and see where they stand. I mean, I'm not saying you have to go buy the book. I remember the days in Champions where I had villains that I felt it should get better. And it's like I stressed myself out so much trying to make the points balance. Guess what? You don't have to do that. You don't have to do a damn thing like that. You just say, well, this guy has got this now. Or he got stronger, so he has you know, this or more accurate and things. I mean, because, you know, the monsters and the NPCs, they learn if they don't die. Other than, I mean, yeah, even animal instinct, even animal animals will learn. I mean, dogs learn. My dogs learned. You know, they know exactly how to manipulate me to go outside or get fed or whatever. So don't tell me monsters can't learn. 
no matter the the most brutal of them, except maybe, I don't know, slimes, molds, and jellies. I can't really see a gelatinous cube getting some, getting smarter. Or maybe, maybe, you know, at that point, it's instinct. The instinct gets, see, in animals, there's instinct. The instinct gets sharper and more refined. They do learn from their mistakes. They can recognize patterns. If I do this, then that happens. You know, I mean, even at the most base level. And the smarter ones, like dogs, cats, monkeys, horses, you know, they can they can pretty much put two and two together. I read an article somewhere where a dog, on the average, can recognize... He may not be able to speak, but he can recognize about 23 words, human words, and react accordingly. And... If you don't believe that, come over to my house sometime and look at my dog, Jackson. You say, want to go pee-pee? He's at the door. Uh, he he anticipates dinner, things like that. You know, he hears me, he can hear me getting dinner ready and be in there. So don't tell me that, you know, even the lowest animals get their instincts sharpened after a while. Anyway... All right, NPCs. If you have an NPC with a full, say you have an NPC with a full write-up, I don't recommend that. But okay, let's let's start from there. About every three, you know, if the if the PCs every about every three of their levels, look at your look at your villains, look at your NPCs. What can you do different with them? Not different, but I mean better. And like your your average extras, your average peasants, your average shopkeepers and stuff, you don't have to worry about that because you probably didn't write those guys up anyway. You probably played it. If, at, the, at the very least, you probably played them off the top of your head. And it, with my and also, this is where my benchmark theory comes in. If you have a benchmark for an average person in your game or an average whatever, however it is, you may be able to do levels of it and then just bump them up the level. Like in Savage Worlds, you can bump them up a die. Say you have somebody who's all D4s. Next time you meet them, they may be all D6s. So they get a little better. So you do it across the board that way. But you look at your you look at your NPCs and you go, okay, God, this this guy's a rival of the PCs. So he may be able to like once they're advanced see what they're doing, and then apply it to the NPC. In fact, I've mirrored before where some NPC is doing something and the guy has has a defense for it now. Ho-ho, you can't, you know, you can't surprise me this time, whatever. They get better at their weapons. They get, you know, they can get smarter. They can get smarter. That's how you... That's how you get, like, real big adversaries, real big. And the villains, oh my goodness, the villains have got to keep pace with the, with the PCs if, you're, if they're going to be around for a, a long time, for an extended period, any kind, of, any kind of extended period. Yeah, make them better. I mean, look at, look at Ravenloft, look at Strahd. I mean, aside from, like, the 5th edition and all this other stuff, I remember when they, they redid the original Ravenloft module, they gave you three write-ups of Strahd at different power levels. And this is for this is for whenever the PCs meet him, whenever they encounter him the first time. 
Although, you know, there's nothing saying that they can get through Ra the Ravenloft module and he can't come back. That doesn't mean he can't come back. If he comes back, you bump him up to the next write-up. So you look at the write-up and you think, okay. In fact, if you have, you have info of your player characters, what they're doing and what their abilities are, you can go, hmm, okay. Now this guy's got a... This guy's got a lance attack. So is my bad guy, how can my bad guy counter that? And if this bad guy has, say, a foil, or this, this hero has a foil and he likes to duel and fence, well, I can bump the, like, I can bump the dexterity of this bad guy up who also has a foil. Maybe every, t you know, you can do things like every time they meet, they duel, and he keeps getting a little better. But the PC gets a little better, too. So, you have that. I ran a bluffside campaign, in, as you know, I ran a bluffside campaign in Castles and Crusades, and I didn't get a chance to do this, but they have a dragon-type uh, uh, race in there. And I made him a monk, because one of the player characters was a monk in my world of Earth. And the first time they met, and I was not going to make this guy the normal bad guy, the normal henchman, the normal NPC. I was going to make him a rival to the monk character. He was built that way. And the first time they met, he was working for some bad guys who were trying to sabotage the ship they were trying to, trying to buy. And, you know, among other things, I, I mean, there was a couple of hill giants out there and stuff like that. They were in the shipyard trying to bust stuff up because they were sleeping there in the middle of the night. And the monk faced off against this dragon-type monk. And they had, you know, amongst all the encounters, they had a really good fight. And the, monk, the dragon monk got away. And so, had the campaign gone on the way I wanted to, he was going to, because he was basically a mercenary. He was, he, put, he was doing the, he didn't really care about stopping them. He just, well, stopping them long enough for the bad guys to do what they're doing. But that, because that's what he was hired for. But he was kind of a mercenary thing. And they looked at each other and noticed that, I mean, they, they just... They had this fight, and the 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 dragon type monk threw down a smoke ball and disappeared at the end near the end of the fight. So he's still out there, and he, and it was great because because they looked at each other with like they're wary, they're rivals, but also they respect each other. And the player character, the the player is like, yeah, I want to meet this guy again. I hope I, you know, I want to. You know, I want to take him on again. And, and I had fully intended on, on doing that because I, I love having like a loose cannon type in, in my worlds. I love guys who you don't exactly know what side they're on. They're very mysterious. And sometimes they help you. I have another one, uh, Jolly Jimmy Jakes, who is a drow assassin who was the bad guy in one scenario in my cattle drive in Swords and Wizardry. He was my bad guy in one scenario, but then in another scenario, in the, in the finale to that campaign, 
he shows up in disguise to help them. So, you know, it's like whoever's paying the most. And sometimes he, you know, there's, there's, and they both have a code. So you got to think about that. So as if that campaign went on, the dragon monk would get better in tandem with the player characters. I would, I would add, if I, I had to kept that going, I would have just said, here, let me see your sheet. Every once in a while, let me see your sheet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Write a few things down and then approve him for the next encounter. So that's my advice about making NPCs and monsters better. If that's a, if that's what you want to call advice anyway. So I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything, oldmangrognargmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as my 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thank you to my supporters, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, and John Allen. You guys are great. Don't forget... Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Grognard Podcast, that's Y-U-N-G. And the other two that are on Anchor, Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Owlbear, and Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. Yes, sirree. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.